Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anger is like fire. You know, it's really great in the winter to keep you warm, but it's not a smart idea to hold on to it very long. Mm. Also, you don't want to put it in your back pocket because it could burn you. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today we are talking about when you flip your lid. So all about anger management today. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.26 to be angry and sin not. And that verse has been talked about, you know, for millennia now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting. I think anger gets a bad rap in the church. People often feel like, you know, you're sinning if you're angry. But the Bible is very clear that we can be angry. Yeah, it's important to know that anger is telling us something. Mm -hmm. It's communication. So, and, and that could come from, it could be saying a lot of different things. Right. Um, and that's kind of our job to go in and look and say, okay, where is this coming from? Sometimes we don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very clear. Uh, but there are things that we can do about anger because it doesn't have to destroy you. Like we said, you know, yeah. you don't want to hold on to it for a long time. We know that anger can uh, really affect your immune system. It can mm-hmm. really affect your your health, longevity, your blood pressure, all these things. Yeah. So it's really important to... I think have a discussion for a little bit here on, you know, what is anger and what to do about it. So there's two primary ways that we see anger manifest itself and they're on two ends of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So on the one end, you have the stuffers, people who just stuff it, stuff it, Mm -hmm. stuff it um, for days, months, or even years. Right. And we also know when you stuff it, um, it actually increases mm-hmm. anger inside of you. It doesn't dissipate it. It doesn't make it disappear. It actually causes health problems when you keep it down in there. Right. And then you have folks on the other end of the spectrum where they're just explosive. Um, the anger, you know, they, they get triggered. Mm-hmm. Their immediate response is another emotion, which we'll talk about that, um, and they don't recognize it, and it shifts into a- anger right away because um, anger is a secondary emotion. It's not the first emotion that they'll feel, but they think it is. They think that they're just angry, and then they explode, uh, and they feel um, kind of out of control. Other people think they're out of control. They might be, um, you know, trying to control others as a result of their anger, and um, we see this, you know, this kind of both ends of the spectrum going on when we work with clients who are dealing with anger. Yeah. And by the way, that is pretty often. Yeah. I see a lot of anger. I'm not sure how 
you know, that people, I don't know if people realize how many people struggle with anger Mm -hmm. because it is a very common emotion. Our, our, our bodies are hardwired to recognize uh, danger Mm -hmm. and to respond to it. Anger is actually very helpful because um, it motivates us, right? It could push us to action. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what it's, it helps protect our loved ones, right? If someone's right. coming against them, I can flare up really quick, have a whole bunch of adrenaline going through me mm-hmm. and protect the people I love. Yeah. Um, but we also see a lot of times in marriage where um, the object of the anger is either themselves, the person themselves is angry about them or doesn't like them. It's self-loathing. I, I talked to one client who called it, you know, his implosion Mm. when he starts imploding um, about his self-worth and his value when that takes a hit he starts imploding and it makes him very angry because he sees um, things as more hopeless in that moment and he just kind of goes into a tailspin Mm -hmm. and that makes him angry because he's losing control So we'll talk more about this on Friday, August 27th, this coming Friday at Monthly Live Date Night, uh, where we talk about the angry brain. But we want to give you a little bit of brain science, if you'll stick with us here uh, for brain science. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see a little visual. um, But if you're listening on podcasts, then we'll try to describe it through audio. Yes. So um, I heard Dan Siegel um, give this great analogy. It's a great visual analogy for us to kind of understand the brain science mm-hmm. behind what's happening when I get angry and, um, yeah. And what kind of what to do about it too. So what he said is he said, hold up a, a, a fist, but hold up your fist with, um, kind of the knuckles pointing outward with your thumb inside of your fingers. So the four fingers are kind of folded over your thumb. Right, right. Okay. So he says, imagine that this is your brain. Kind of looks like one almost. <laughs> if you kind of hold it up to your head. Um, and you could see the front knuckles are kind of uh, what we're going to call your frontal cortex or your frontal lobes. And then if you open your fingers, open the, f- open the four fingers to reveal your thumb, that was what we're going to call your amygdala. And then your wrist will be your brain stem. Okay. So um, it's really important to know kind of what these things do. Your frontal lobes are kind of your higher order thinking. It's your upstairs brain. Mm-hmm. Your, your thumb, your amygdala, would be your um, kind of your bottom story or your downstairs brain. Mm-hmm. Upstairs brain is, is responsible for all the good thinking, uh, good judgment, logic, planning, planning, reasoning, reasoning, (laughs) empathy, empathy, like all the good things that we want our spouse to have the human part of our brain. Right. (laughs) So that those are all the good things. So now when we open it, open our hand and expose the amygdala and the amygdala is kind of the, the smoke detector. So, um, it's the thing that, that determines if there is danger. Mm -hmm. So if this is triggered, if, if, we start sending our brain our like so we're seeing um an external stimuli like a uh, a tiger a bengal tiger we go oh my goodness <laughs> that's scary so our amygdala says okay um you know let's go ahead and fire and that 
puts us into fight or flight, mm-hmm. which is our brain stem. It kind of hijacks our brain and puts us into we're going to have to fight this or we're going to have to run really fast or faster than the person running with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you go into fight or flight, this prefrontal cortex, the part where your knuckles are facing forward, this upstairs brain, the very human part of our brain, mm-hmm. it flips, right? In essence, it flips. The amygdala is revealed and the amygdala is now that smoke detector that's controlling what the brain does. And we go into brainstem from the amygdala. We're completely downstairs at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like as if you were holding on to a cliff, mm-hmm. okay? Say you're holding on to a cliff and or you're rock climbing. Many, Some of you may have rock climbed before and you're, you use your fingers quite a bit, right? To really keep you steady and keep you, um, really keep you up. Uh, and so... It's like you're there, you're thinking, you're planning your next step on where you're going to go on this cliff or this mountainside or this indoor rock climbing wall. And then that Bengal tiger comes in the room or comes up near you. And all of a sudden you go into fight or flight, that prefrontal cortex turns off and that lid is flipped. So, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you see us flipping the lid here, you know, the fingers go up that amygdala is revealed what's going to happen if you're hanging onto a cliff or on that rock wall you're going to fall right because you lose that ability Mm -hmm. to have sound judgment and reasoning and planning skills and you're just going to run from that bear you're going to run from that tiger or in the case of a relationship threat um it actually our brain registers it very similarly whether it's emotional pain or physical threat pain your brain just sees it the same way and actually it's a fear response Mm -hmm. typically what's underneath anger is fear now there can be other emotions there are some other primary emotions underneath anger but anger itself is a secondary emotion we don't get angry right away usually we're fearful first we're fearful that we're going to be alone we're fearful that we're going to be taken advantage of we're fearful that our values won't align and we won't have a good outcome here. We won't make memories. Mm. We're fearful that, um, you know, the list goes on and on. So really, if you're dealing with some anger, evaluate what's the primary emotion. And again, at monthly live date night on Friday, when we talk about the angry brain and how to, how to repair from that, um, we will talk, we'll have you actually identify, we'll have a list of all the primary emotions that, um, f- that kind of flow into anger yeah. for you to um, really identify your own cycle there. Yeah, the Bible says that he's not given us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's not the state we want to be in. And we know that fear, while, you know, fear is another emotion that tells us things. Right. But, um, with anger, generally fear is like like Chris has said underneath, mm-hmm. and we could start really getting into that. And that that is a whole nother video. That's a whole nother you know point where we do a lot of work mm-hmm. is you know helping us understand because a lot of our fears really um, can be with they can be reframed. Mm-hmm. We could see them differently. We can see what we're fearing is an opportunity for growth. We could, you know, like we could reframe so many, uh, so many of our fears Mm -hmm. to make them more positive. Um, But that takes us stopping and identifying what's really happening. So let's say someone has a lot of um, anger. Um, It's good to stop and name it. Like I'm feeling a lot of anger. 
Mm-hmm. That actually gives you a little bit of control, right? which is very helpful when we're feeling anger. Because really anger is trying to take control, getting big, mm-hmm. getting loud, and taking back the control that you didn't feel you had. Mm-hmm. So this is like four mini steps uh, to help you work through anger in a healthy way. So the first step, as Adam said, is to name it right? That's identifying the emotion. Uh, we actually do this with our kids. So Forrest, he's two years old and he actually is on this kick right now where when he's angry and usually it's because, you know, Adeline took his toy or we said no about something, <laughs> you know, and he needs to be respectful, but he's allowed to express that he's angry about that. Um, and if there are other emotions there, we try to help him identify like, well, I think you're disappointed, but here's what he does. He, he walks up to us if Addie took something or whatever, and he'll be like, I'm angry and he'll like huh like yeah he'll like put his arms in and like and no one like taught him that exact way of expressing but he has heard us help him identify that emotion and it's healthy Mm. it's okay to express that you're angry and so actually we'll say and now Adeline will tell him too it's okay Forrest you can be angry just don't be disrespectful (laughs) (laughs) we're like good job Adeline um so it's okay give yourself give your kids permission to be angry just don't be disrespectful or destructive Mm -hmm. you know you can't be angry and go kick someone's toys over Mm -hmm. um you know or, or be violent um, but you can say, I'm angry, and you might need a breather. You might need some space. Right. Actually, what's really, really helpful is to identify what in your body is happening when you feel anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel anger first in my stomach, actually. Yeah. And I start feeling myself getting very impatient. Um, I'm just like, mm, you know, <laughs> everything, nothing is right. And and so that for me is my trigger to say, oh, I'm becoming angry. Yeah. That helps me name it. That helps me um, kind of put me into the state of, of doing something now about it. Mm-hmm. Cause what you don't want to do is as remember how we said at that point when I'm naming it, I still have my frontal lobes working, mm-hmm. but I know that my, you know, I'm on that cliff right now and I'm shaking with the exertion of staying, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in my right frame of mind. Because once my lid flips, I go from a semi-rational human being to in, a, in about two seconds to three seconds to absolutely losing it. Like I'm not, and I'm not raging, but what I'm yeah. saying is I'm not thinking as clearly as I was before. And for some, some people, people do. Yeah. For some people that looks like shutting down, which mm-hmm. is kind of what you would tend to do if you're, yes. if you flip your lid, you kind of just shut down. Because so that's, that's my, that's my retreat. That's my mm-hmm. um, flight response. Right. I'm not going to fight my wife. So I want to protect her and the family. So I go internal. I go deep. Yeah. And, and actually a lot of men do that. Yes, they do. Yeah. So that's, um, that's step one is, is to name it. The second step is to reframe it. And that's simply telling yourself, I'm not in danger. Um, because your brain thinks you're in danger, right? And mm-hmm. so you just have to tell yourself, I, don't, I can't process it all right now because, you know, I'm not fully in my prefrontal cortex, but I know I'm not in danger. And so I'm just going to pause. Step three, yeah. relax. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Take a walk. Take a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you have a time to come back to it, but take that breather. And we'll go into more detail um, yeah. on Friday about each yeah. of these steps. Back to um, renaming it or, or reframing it. Um, it's really helpful to uh, sometimes, for instance, we live in California. There are crazy drivers here all over the place. <laughs> so um, the helpful tool just that we use all the time is, you know, if somebody cuts you off, it's really quickly 
you know, it builds anger in you quickly mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Most people get it <laughs> if they live here. Um, so, because I'm interpre- interpreting that as uh, this person is being disrespectful. Or a threat to your safety. Or they're a threat, right? Yeah. Like, what are they doing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really easy to kind of, you know, get big quick mm-hmm. and just, you know, frustrated. So, sometimes, instead of seeing them as just a jerk, because that could be one way of seeing it, why don't we give them the benefit of the doubt? It's all about the story I'm creating in my head. Right. If I create the story in my head of this person's just an idiot, then I am going to be angry. Yeah. Because that's kind of the, the response that you could expect if someone is doing something like that if they're an idiot. But it could be <laughs> that this person, maybe um, they're driving their wife to the hospital and she's in the middle of labor right now. Right. And he's really trying to get quickly to the hospital. Yeah. So if that's true, then we like, oh, you know what? You go ahead. You know, like no problem at all. I get it. Yeah. So, or even other things like maybe they just got a really bad phone call, some news, and then they weren't mm-hmm. as focused and they're on their way to work and then they got this news about something sad or impending. Or what about what if their brother is going through a, a bout of depression and he's really, really, really down and he's trying yeah. to get to him? You know, there, there are a lot of scenarios that we could play out. That yeah. isn't, this guy's just a jerk. Right. You know what I mean? So, so reframe that. Reframing is such a helpful tool. And remember, you could just say, well, that's just mind games. No, it's just a mind game if you say that this person's a jerk too. Yeah. It's all in how we frame it. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to frame it to put us at a, an emotional disadvantage. Oh, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. So do your best to keep maybe some of those uh, stories that you could tell yourself to kind of cool yourself down because those very well could be true. So that's the, f- the first step, name it. Second step, reframe it. Third step, relax. And we'll, we'll give you lots of tools for how to relax and take mm-hmm. that breather. The fourth step is really a, some cleanup work that you do relationally and in your own self. And uh, this is the step that we'll mainly be diving into on Friday at Monthly mm-hmm. Live Date Night. So we'd love for you to join us. And um, it's such a neat group a community of couples that come together and help each other yeah. it's very collaborative um it's one friday night a month and this friday we happen to be talking about yeah. the angry brain and if you're listening to this afterward um you could always sign up and then go back and watch the replay of that so we'll give a whole bunch of tools tools for in the moment and some maybe even tools to kind of help you understand what what's happening from the past and, mm-hmm. the, and the triggers that are there because of what happened before. Yeah. So um, a lot of good stuff there. Um, But one of the most powerful tools that you can do um, is simply going for a walk. Mm -hmm. When you name it, when you know you're angry, tell people Mm -hmm. that you're with, whoever you're with, say, look, I'm, I'm feeling really angry. I'm feeling just a little bit, you know, heated right now. I'm flooded. I need some time. Can we please come back to this in about, you know, 40 minutes or 30 minutes, probably not under anything under 30 minutes. Uh, Can we please come back to this? Or can we talk about this again in about 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. But I just, I need some time and then go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it, it bilaterally stimulates your brain and helps you, um, deescalate quicker and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this gives you guys some things to think about with anger. Um, this is a very common emotion. Don't beat yourself up. Because right. I'll just make you more angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and hopefully we'll see you at the, the next monthly live date night. 
Yes, you can look at the link in the show notes. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description and uh, it's 10 bucks a month. We would love to have you be part of the community. It, from what we hear, it is totally worth it. And um, you also get access to all the prior date nights and we've covered lots of topics. Yeah, we have. I mean, we've talked about everything from um, writing your marriage mission statement, your uh, recipe for a great sex life um, to all sorts of yeah. things. I mean, just go check it out. There's a, a list of over a dozen topics that we've covered so far in the last year. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So hope to see you there. All right, take care. <laughs>